0: welcome affiliated listeners i am so excited today because we talked with a true legend in the industry really in in the world john lee dumas so if you're not familiar with john lee dumas he has one of the largest podcasts that, that in the united states in the world and the very first seven day podcast where every single seven days they had a new episode they're talking with entrepreneurs and he shared some great insights because John has spoken with over 3,000 entrepreneurs over his time of doing this podcast. And he talked with, through all that information, what he sees is the future going into 2022. So if you want an industry leader to tell you what you should care about going to next year, you're gonna wanna listen to this episode. I was blown away, I feel humbled by, to even be able to talk to him for 30 minutes. Um, but then to get insights and amazing information was crazy. You're gonna love it, jump on in and enjoy. I right, welcome listeners today. We have a treat. If you ever defined a treat better than something like what we have for you today, I would love to hear it because this is going to be an amazing interview. Super excited. We have the, um, um, the I'd say the prolific, the outstanding, the legendary John Lee Dumas. So for those of you who don't know, um, John really did something amazing when when he. You know, starting a podcast, and being one of the first people to do a a seven-day-a-week podcast where he interviews entrepreneurs that are on fire. They're on the way up. They're doing something exciting and amazing, and today we get to talk to him.
1: Thank you for the introduction. I will say, you know, it's been almost a decade that I'm doing a podcast interviewing entrepreneurs, over 3,000 episodes, over 100 million listens to date. But guess what? Back in 2012 when I launched, ClickBank had been crushing it for years by that point, so... If you think I'm OG, man, just think about ClickBank yeah. crushing it for decades now.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're t- yeah, 20, 23 plus years. I think Al Gore invented the internet, and we followed soon afterwards. So just hanging around. So <laughs> that um, should be
1: your tag time, by the way.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it should be. I keep pushing it. One day, one day. So, um, well, today, what I really want to talk to you about, and just kind of highlight, as you mentioned 3,000 over 3,000 episodes. That's a lot of people you talk to, a lot of information that you've consumed, especially understanding that. You know, there's a lot of changes in the world There's a lot of things that change exactly. especially in the the online um, you know, entrepreneur space and online marketing business space it's so fast um, and then you pair that especially with what we've seen over the last two years where this pandemic has taken adoption rates that normally would take six years and compound it into six months um, so we've seen consumer behavior change so much companies change so much and then even more recently, with updates to Facebook um, and you know, the Apple updates, we're really seeing a lot of people find a lot of challenges in their media costs and a lot of things that are feeling what was hopeful um, you know, in 2020. 2021 has created a lot of uncertainty with a lot of business that we've seen in our industry, where, you know, media costs are drop or media costs are rising, people aren't spending as much. Um, and it's creating a lot of, I think, concern um, as people are into Q4. So what I'd love to hear and kind of talk with you about is knowing that you're really dialed in. To what entrepreneurs amazing things entrepreneurs are doing and what's working out there what are some of the things that you're forecasting and seeing coming out for 2022 that could bring some people some hope in areas that they might be feeling a little bit concerned or or lost for what 2021 has been for them
1: so listen you should feel hope because we are moving into this really amazing world that has been evolving ever since the internet was invented Way back in the day, and this has continued to move more and more in that dimension, which the people like myself think it's a great dimension. Which is, it's becoming more fractionalized. It's becoming more niched. You're no longer having one Tony Robbins, whom I love, by the way, but not just one Tony Robbins, who's essentially just the only keynote speaker for everything around the world about motivation, inspiration. Now you're having people who are carving out micro niches they're becoming experts on one tiny fragments of this world and they're crushing it as a result because they have access to the world and maybe only 000074 percent of people even care about that thing but that's thousands and tens of thousands and in some cases even millions of people that care about that one thing and that is way more than enough than you need to make a massive success of yourself in this world so where before You know, back in the day, there was like three news stations or before then there was like two radio stations. You had these gatekeepers, you couldn't get by and have success without them. And the percentage of people that could ever even get by those gatekeepers was unbelievably small. Now you step back and you say, hey, what is one real problem in this world? Like a real problem in this world that I can become the number one best solution to? And then you'll win and to step back you know, to ClickBank's days. Why did ClickBank win back then and get that first mover advantage and then be able to stay ahead of the competition over all these years? Because they identified one problem in this world that wasn't really being solved that well and they became the best solution to that one single problem. Fast forward, you know, a little while in 2012 comes along and I said, hey, there's a problem in this world when it comes to podcasting. I, as a consumer of podcasts, wish that there was a daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs and it doesn't exist. So, guess what? The day that I launched my podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, it was the best daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. It was the worst daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. It was the <laughs> only daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. So, because I niched down, all the way to where there was no competition, I won. Guess what? ClickBank has a ton of competition now. I have a ton of competition now because they're amazingly you know, exciting and amazing spaces that we're in. But guess what? We have first mover advantage and we're never going to let that go. So don't worry about what's to come in the future. What you need to do is find your micro niche that you can become the number one solution to a real problem and go all in and win because people will beat a path to the doorstep of the number one solution to their problem. And they will ignore, ignore the second best solution to eternity. And so that is why you need to start there where the competition is either terrible so that you can dominate day one, or there's no competition, which was the case for me. And so by de facto, you're the best day one You're also the worst, but you're also the best. And that's how you can win in 2022 because there's so much opportunity to find your micro slice in that amazing year that's coming up right around the corner and to find 10, 100, 1,000 people that are like, finally, there's an, an amazing solution to my problem. I'm going all in.
0: No, that's fantastic, and I think anyone that sometimes can't get you get caught up, right, in looking what other people are doing, and thinking, well, here's let me be a part of the crowd. Versus, like you said, it's it's true innovation. It's going and looking at problems that currently aren't being addressed. And I think one thing too that we've really seen over the last year, and I think it's going to continue in twenty twenty two, is some of the changes in networks, particularly organic um, marketing, organic content like TikTok, um, where you could see such massive growth and massive reach faster than we've ever seen before. I mean, I always kind of plot this out, but um, it took the current top TikToker to get to 60 million followers. It took them 12, 12 months, one year. It took PewDiePie on YouTube eight years to reach that same mark. And then in an even shorter amount of time, about 14 months, they're already over in, on TikTok to hundred million, which took a decade for PewDiePie to hit hit hundred million. So you could just see like some of these new channels that are rising, the amount of growth and when you have that unique solution cap happen so fast. So I think that's fantastic advice. Now the question I'm kind of curious about is what are the exciting, what are the, the hyper you know, niches that you've seen or entrepreneurs you've talked to recently that make you think, man, that is just really cool what they're doing, ones that might stand out to you?
1: Well, first I do want to say to your point that you started with, which is, man, So many people say this, person X or Y or company Z, they're having success doing that thing. Let me go copycat them because then, right, I'll have success doing that thing. And what do they end up doing? They become a pale, weak imitation of that person or that company. And nobody, and I mean nobody, wants a pale, weak imitation of somebody else. People instead want the single best, genuine, honest version of you, of the impact that you're going to make, of the problem you're going to solve. And so many people fail trying to become that pale weak imitation of others when they have so much amazing opportunity within them doing something that they actually want to do, have passion around doing, have expertise, knowledge, skills. Like that's the answer. Now, you asked me a a direct, specific question, I'll give you a specific uh, answer. 2021, 2022, I mean, it is very obvious to me what's exciting in the future to me and to a lot of people, not to everybody. And there's also a huge question mark about what the future is going to be. It could be great or terrible, but man, am I really digging the blockchain, cryptocurrency, specifically within that NFTs. There's so much opportunity within that when it comes to everything. I'm not just talking about like a JPEG picture. I'm talking about buying tickets for your favorite sports team, concerts. I'm talking about buying your house as an NFT on the blockchain. I mean, the opportunities are endless. We can't even think about them right now, but what's coming. And for somebody just to take a fragment of that already niche industry and become the best solution to that fragment could win at such a high, amazing, exciting level. And that's what I think people need to start thinking about is, what am I excited about that's right over the horizon that's coming, but that still has a lot of question marks around it? And then how do I find a slice within that? Because it's such a new, crazy world that's not being really focused on, that's an underserved part of the market that maybe is a void that's not being filled, and just step into that void and become the best solution to a real problem in that void.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. And I first I want to circle back what you said, too, I just because I love it so much in terms of the the weaker version, right? It's like, don't go out and be the carnival version, like all the, the carnies give you out like the Warner Brothers characters that are like, you know, the stitches are already coming out. Like, you don't want to be that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we want to be somebody that's really uniquely the best version of ourselves. I think that's great advice. And if you find yourself right now, you're listening to podcasts and you realize that you are. That shallow version. It's not too late, right? Like you could always step out and make the next thing you do the thing you're truly meant to do. So I really appreciate that. Now, super curious because the NFT thing specifically, I think that's obviously a market where a lot of people are aware of it but don't understand it. So a great place to be. Um, can you talk a little bit more about? some of the things you already have seen or some of the things that even yourself, cause I saw you had a lot of NFT stuff on Twitter and you've been talking mm-hmm. a lot about it. So obviously you know, you're know, you big into it. So just when you have people that you're talking about this industry with, like what are some of the things that right now you're seeing that you're already like, guys, this is why you need to get involved. Like kind of sell people on some of this NFT and blockchain stuff. Well, especially the one so about long. buying a house. Cause I'm really curious about that. <laughs> I haven't heard that one yet.
1: People for so long have literally like wanted to be part of a community. Like they've wanted to be part of a community. They wanted to have their tribe that they really gelled with. And one thing that NFTs is bringing to this world is an opportunity to identify with a piece of art or with a community or with a vibe or with a sector of the marketplace and just kind of rally around that. And that's something that I'm seeing when it comes to NFTs is people are rallying around an idea. They're rallying around beliefs, thoughts, they're rallying around anything you can imagine. And they're proud to share it. You know, like I just saw a tweet speaking of Twitter um, today where um, a guy that bought like seven of Gary Vaynerchuk's V friends, his little NFT, just these scribbles, something that literally an eight-year-old could scribble, you know, like uh, a bear. He got tattoos on his forearm of the NFTs that he bought. Hmm. Uh, That's... That's like passion. That's excitement. Like that's someone that's just like, I believe in this tribe. I'm going to be a part of this tribe. I'm not selling these NFTs. Like I'm keeping these because these are a part of me, my identity. Like CryptoPunks is like a really big um, NFT where they were kind of one of the OGs, like either the second or third, like really big project of NFTs from back in the day that became really big on like the profile picture area. And an individual was just offered $9.5 million for his CryptoPunk. There was you know in the fair market value was probably worth about 500 thousand so it's worth a lot but he was offered 9.5 and he turned it down because he loves the cryptopunk he identifies with it he it's become a part of his brand of his personality and he's not going to give that up for anything and that was his quote he's like I won't sell you know this cryptopunk for anything it is part of who I am it's part of who I'm building my brand around now you know, I mean, of course, someone can say that. And then he gets an offer for a billion dollars. That might change. (laughs) It might not, by the way, because it might not be about money for him. Because if, you know, $10 million isn't going to do it for him, is it billion? Because at some point, it's like he knows what makes him happy. And owning that crypto punk makes him happy. And a billion dollars might make him unhappy. Who knows? It's made plenty of people unhappy being a billionaire, a multimillionaire, winning the lottery. It's been a disaster for most. And so people are kind of rallying around more of like, hey, I believe in this cause and this project and the direction of this. And I'm excited to be a part of this.
0: Yeah, that I have not heard that angle around NFT stuff. I think a lot of me, my, you know, accounting and economy background, uh, I just sit there and think these feel like, you know, tulip bulbs and, you know, the, the, the 1500s, right? You know, it's so much speculation and it's, you know, you're like, hey, when speculation's there, that's manipulated. But when you start saying things like, you know, it's really about how you identify with community. That that found sounds really interesting. And you could see, I could see why you're so excited. That feels much more sustainable than speculation upon speculation, right? So we're- Yeah,
1: and both things are happening, by the way. Yeah. There are people who are speculating within the same project. You may have mm-hmm. like, you know, if there's like 10,000 NFTs sold of one project, you may have like 500 to 5,000 of them, mm-hmm. like hardcore believers, holders in this community. Then you may have like, you know, 9,500 or, you know, on down of people who are just flipping. who are trying to make a hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, 10,000 bucks.
0: But it really is then. So if you look at that, it's it's essentially, this is a mirror of the collector's market with more scale with ease of being able to create it and be a part of it. Um, So because our previous collectibles are just tangible items, so they're always fixed, right? But this is a way to just kind of accelerate a market that we really already have. I'm um, just on, on fire, right? If we want to do some some cross-branding <laughs> there, right? <laughs> that's amazing. That. Well, yeah, that's... that's So definitely anyone right now, it sounds like there's huge opportunities, like you said, because there's so new, there's so many problems and things, and whether it's even just explaining what NFTs are right. and doing it in a good way, yeah, you could probably find yourself in all sorts of um, places to create a great business off something like that. So I'm um, kind of moving on to the second part. Are there any can you give me one more kind of exciting trend or opportunity you're seeing going into, you know, what you've seen from 21 and into 22?
1: So, I mean, for me, like, there's always one of those things where that Martin Luther King quote really does strike a chord with me, which is you don't need to see the whole staircase to take the next step. And that's kind of how I feel like the world is that we're moving into right now is like, you just need to take the next step because when you do that, the smoke kind of clears a little bit, the fog clears. And then that next step, not the whole staircase, but that next step is re- revealed to you and kind of going on and, and so forth. And like for me, that's kind of what I've been doing over the past couple of years. Like I've had a lot of opportunities that I've said no to because I've wanted to like remain what I like to refer to as like this coiled spring who's like ready, ready to just go at the next opportunity when I know what's right. But not just willing to just kind of like uncork myself until it's that right opportunity. And then in in a lot of ways, that's what this next step for me with the crypto and NFT space has been. Like I just launched a second podcast called NFTs on Fire because I'm just loving talking about it. So it's not even really work for me. It's like a passion project of like talking about NFTs and about the crypto space and about blockchain and about what's happening. And you know, this major bear run that we're in right now, a, a bull run that we're in right now. But by the time people watch this, it could be a massive collapse in bear run and everybody's running through the hills. Like you never know, like mm-hmm. you never, never know what's coming next. And like that to me, is kind of like a big theme, but like to kind of like continue forward with your question, like one thing that I'm really seeing that I think is super important coming up in 2022 and beyond is the power of organic audience that is where you see a lot of things in the facebook arena and other arenas where you know they are in such control of a- advertising spends and for a lot of years you had the big corporations who had huge budgets staying away from social media advertising because they didn't get it they didn't know how to do it right now they're realizing this is the only way to advertise in a lot of in a lot of situations and they're pouring unbelievable amounts of money into it and so now it's pricing out you know the solopreneur the entrepreneur the small business owner And you're having to think and look about different ways to really create value and to have an organic audience or maybe a collaboration with other people who also have built organic uh, audiences around their brands to make the type of financial success that you're looking for. So that's kind of where I'm seeing this going is, you know one thing that we talked a little bit about pre-interview was like the power of affiliate and how you can affiliate with other people who have built an organic audience Whereas you're giving a value exchange so they're getting value um, by getting access to your organic audience or vice versa, you're giving them value by, by getting exposure to their organic audience and doing it like the people that you mentioned, like PewDiePie and other individuals who have built massive audiences who are there to consume that individual's content. So that is that person's audience that they've built through content creation over the years through striking the right nerve. To me, that's going to be where the power really shifts. Because before you could be like, you know what, it's it's cool. Like you have a big podcast audience, but I can just go spend a couple thousand dollars on Facebook and get like 10,000 leads. Now it's like, well, I have to spend $10,000 on Facebook to get like 100 leads, and this is just all random numbers, but just for you know purposes of this example, man, now it's maybe worth me going back and, and actually trying to build connections and relationships with individuals who have built real organic audiences that know, like, and trust them and looking at what we can partner up there. So that's something that I'm really seeing becoming more of a trend in 2022.
0: Yeah, no, I would definitely echo that. I think it's a perfect you know, not only segue, but we saw that, especially with the follower with Facebook, as we can keep talking mm-hmm. about it, the companies were so reliant on just buying media. That was their whole business structure. They're just suffering so much, versus, we have clients and people that were organic first and then used strategically, still media buying for whether it was retargeting or some acquisition, but everything centered around organic base. They weren't affected they are not sitting here looking at their business, wondering what they're going to do for Christmas this year, or if it's going to be a business in 2022, because they have that organic base. And then like you said, you know, we do live in a world now where um, there's so much information. There's so much content out there. Those partnerships, when it's like-minded is what's going to create trust. And, And I think it's important to even remember like over the last couple of years, there's been so much distrust. That's just you know, matriculated out, you know, whether it's media, whether it's now even social media, all the different sources. We learn to not trust anything except for individuals and people. And where some people might say that's a scary place to be, I think from um, an opportunity perspective, that's a really great place to be where you could start driving great opportunities and and building good relationships. So um, as someone that has obviously been very successful building great relationships, what are some of the things that you recommend to people if they're looking and say, You know i really want to go out and collaborate i want to find the right people what are some steps at least how to start that conversation you might recommend for people so when you want to
1: start the conversation you need to really be thinking about like what do i resonate with like what niche do i actually want to be focused on because if you try to go a mile wide and an inch deep you're not going to be making any impact the impact you're going to make in this world and The traction and momentum that you're going to gain is by going one inch wide and a mile deep in one thing. That's where the opportunity lies. So you just really need to take that to heart and say, I don't need to follow these 10 different people talking about very vague, broad topics across all these different areas. I just need to find like the the two or three people that are the number one experts and influencers in the space that I'm actually passionate about, excited about, that I maybe have some expertise and skills in and just go all in with those individuals and just tune everything else out because everything else is just noise. And there's so much noise in this world. Everybody, and I mean everybody, is screaming for your attention right now. And if you give it to them, they will take it. So your most precious resource is your time and your attention. You need to guard those two, and be focused on only consuming the content from individuals that you know is moving your ball forward towards whatever your version of financial freedom is, towards whatever your version of fulfillment is. That's where the gold lies.
0: Yeah, no, that's fantastic advice. And I even say, we've seen the data back that out too in terms of the Specificity. So you see like large, broad, let's say influencers, right? So even Joe Rogan's a good example of somebody that has this huge network of just tons of people. But at the same time, that huge network of people means that people's personal relationship with Joe Rogan is very different than somebody that's speaking about their problem. What what if it was like, I don't know, how to properly groom, you know, parrots. Like that's obviously a very specific thing, but if I had a parrot and I need to groom it, I wanna find that person. And maybe there's a YouTube channel. Well, well, there's a podcast over here and here's a blog, right? If they start syncing up and collaborating at those smaller, more specific levels, we've seen the ROI is substantially higher than even these broad audiences right that's great for brand marketing it's expensive you're getting awareness but you're not getting action and traction um, and we've seen that so much with the smaller niche specific micro influencers even nano influencers um, but it doesn't have to just be instagram and, and facebook it could be podcasts it could be blogs email lists newsletters there's so many different sources out there but i think you're 100 right you really want to delve in super deep because um, one, they're going to have similar passions, right? If you could connect on that same passion um, of what you guys are trying to resolve or what you're trying to do, it probably makes those conversations quite a bit easier. So so let me ask you this. Uh, you've been around, obviously, doing this for a long time. You've seen successes. You've probably also seen some failures. What are some of the things that you commonly see go wrong in these affiliate relationships? Whether they start off good and go bad, what, what are kind of some of the things that you would tell people don't do that? Um, and hopefully they could avoid some mistakes and headaches.
1: It really, uh, just kind of sinks back up with what we were talking about earlier is the individuals, they just try to become a pale, weak imitation of somebody else. And they say, you know what, this has been working for a long time, but then I see what's working over here. Like this seems like a quick, easy cash grab because this person's doing this. And they kind of like veer off their course that has been working for them for so long. And they go and they chase that thing and they alienate their core audience that knows, likes, and trusts them, so now they're gone. And then that thing that they were chasing after, well they were, that person that's chasing it, is just a pale, weak imitation of the person who's having success there, so they fail in that venture. And then even if they try to come back, there's nobody that's still waiting for them. There's nobody home because their core audience, who over years you know, grew to know, like, and trust those individuals, abandoned them because they felt abandoned. And I see that time and time again. So like just staying to the course, delivering what you want to deliver. Like for me, knowing that even though I may try these side hustles like NFTs on fire as a podcast or getting into this or that, like I'm still waking up every day and delivering for Fire Nation, for my audience on Entrepreneurs on Fire. The episodes go out every single day, the quality's high, the value's there, the audience is still being built. I know what my core is. I'm not veering from that. Even though I'm having fun trying different things, I'm staying true to my core, to my audience. And that's why they have not. And as long as I don't abandon them, they will never abandon me.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's fantastic. I think it's really important because we always hear shiny object syndrome, right? Entrepreneurs are always talking about shiny object syndrome, which to be fair is a I think a critical component to have to be a successful entrepreneur. You have to be somebody that's constantly looking for the next opportunity, but how do you make sure you don't get too far? And I think what you said is perfect. You got to remember the core. It's all about the core first and then build from there. Um, it's funny. I just, I've been doing jujitsu lately and I, um, mm-hmm. the, the trainer wanted me to do the, this book. And the, the first chapter is all about survive. It's just, you need to survive. And I think that's the thing, survive and protect your principles first before you do anything else. Nothing else really matters, except for allowing your principles and what matters the most, your core to survive. And then build off after that if you do something else afterwards great that's awesome but as long as this this home is kept safe so um you know i know we're getting kind of the, around the end of our time but i, I really want to give people an opportunity obviously the podcast we also had a book um that's come out recently so i want to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about that as well as any other things um that, that you want to tell the people about in the audience that they could follow or consume from you
1: this book the common path to uncommon success took me 10 years of interviewing the world's most successful and inspiring entrepreneurs, 3,000 interviews to acquire the genius and the knowledge from those individuals, by the way, to know that I had what it took, the knowledge, the experience, the skills to sit down and to write a 17 step roadmap to financial freedom and fulfillment. And that's what this book is. It is a very common path to uncommon success. And the book was a passion project. And it took me a long time to sit down to, uh, to pull all of these ideas together and to, to put them into a step-by-step roadmap to what is now this book. And uh, it's something that I'm just very proud of. And I think it's gonna be another 10 years before I write my next book. So if you want 10 years of genius, again, not my genius, my guest genius boiled down, into one book a 17 step roadmap check out uncommon successbook.com. it's all there
0: perfect and definitely go out and get that book obviously if you're not already listening to the podcast you need to subscribe and the great thing again seven days a week it's gonna be there you're gonna have tons of content go back and listen to everything you'll probably hours upon hours or probably the the faster way is get the book. Get the book and get that roadmap to your future success. Um, And really just want to thank you again so much for your time. This is a fantastic conversation, fantastic person. And we hope all your listeners enjoyed as much as I did. Thanks so much, John. You have a good one. Thanks again for listening today. We always encourage you to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, and definitely comment if there's something you feel like, a person you'd like us to talk to, or a subject you'd like to learn more about. We're always listening to give the content that you and your business needs. Also, special thanks to the people who make this show happen. Jake Smith and Taylor Up, behind the scenes, making us look good, sound good, and all this stuff getting out to you, as well as our fearless leader, Kelly Householder, for just allowing us to have the time to communicate with you every single week, and hopefully bring some value value into your life and your business. Have a good one.